This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is a global original podcast. Hi Mel, that's JK and this is the Don't Tell Him On podcast. Coming up on today's episode, we are talking to one of my wife's most biggest crushes, celebrity crushes in the world, other than Gary Barlow. Uh, an interview from when JK caught up with him on Heart. Uh, we're also going to be talking about Christmas etiquette, which is very exciting because I guess everyone else has their own etiquette, don't they? So it's going to be quite interesting. All that and more coming up on the Don't Tell Him Mum podcast. Christmas special. Is it Christmas special? Uh, it is our Christmas special, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's the why we're going to... one to Christmas. We're, it's all, all festive. The whole the whole podcast today is, is totally festive. I've got the uh, the festive Christmas um, cold, which is brilliant, which you've all got to have. Um, I'm slightly nasal. I'm coughing. I have tested for the last seven days nonstop. So no, it's not the uh, it's not merry COVID, everyone. So uh, <coughs> there it is, right on cue. So yeah, I thought we'd go a bit festive. So let's start with William Hansen, who is a etiquette expert. So we thought we would um, we'd get him on. But, but that's not a thing, is it? Really? Yeah, it is. But it, what? So, does he make money from being an etiquette expert? Yeah, he does. Who's he teaching etiquette to? You and I, because we need it. <laughs> we're, not, we're not paying him, though. No, we're not paying him. So this, I could probably do with some. I, I got him to do this a while ago, but it's it's actually quite interesting. So, for, for, like, let's just let's crack on with it. So, first off, uh, William talks about um, Christmas etiquette when it comes to watching TV. So, do you want to give us yours first, what you think, or should we just play it and then we discuss? Yeah, don't touch the controller, all right? Yeah. Unless it's agreed. The volume should always be on an even number, (laughs) and nobody talks. There you go. This is what William says. Christmas television. One should come to a general consensus about what is watched live. In these modern days where most houses have TV recorders, there should really be no need to miss anything out. But do make sure you watch the Strictly Come Dancing Christmas special. So basically what he's saying is, now that we've got Sky and you can record everything, there shouldn't be any fighting whatsoever. I agree with that. Next. Family Christmas. Let's see what William's got to say first. Sorry. It's a big family Christmas. If you're going to someone's house because they're entertaining you for lunch, then you should take something, as well as their Christmas present, you should take something, what we would call a hostess gift. And this should be something like uh, a nice book or some chocolates. Some flowers are fine, but just make sure that they're actually in water already in a nice aqua bouquet, so they don't need to worry about putting them in water when you arrive and they're trying to take your coats and serve you a drink. Or you could take a bottle of champagne or, as is tradition at Christmas, a nice Amontillado sherry would be lovely. 
And no, a box of cheese crackers just doesn't cut the mustard. Oh, man. What? Is he on a wind-up? If I walked into someone's house and said, I've got you an aqua bouquet, <laughs> I'd get punched in the face. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, the people like, you, you can get out of my house. No, the people you hang around with will punch you in the face, but the the people that yeah. I hang around with would probably punch me in the face as well. Actually, if I'm honest, but look, the rules yeah. are: if you're visiting someone's house, offer to wash up. That's the first thing, right? And the second yeah. thing is that you take in champagne, which is regifted from the year before or the year before that. End of. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's fine. I like that, and and I don't. I think taking a bottle of wine or prosecco with you for dinner. That's, I think that's okay. That's etiquette. I get that. Right. Next up, what do you leave for Santa? So um, let, let's let, we'll t- we'll discuss ours first. What should be left for Santa? For, for instance, are you old school? Is it a mince pie? Is it milk? And is it a carrot? And that's it. And a, and a glass and, and a tipple of whiskey. I agree with you. Yeah, Santa definitely needs some sort of tipple. Don't worry about drink driving. The reindeers sort the sleigh. They they know what they're doing. They've got built-in magic. compass. They're magic. They know. But are you one of these people now that gives the the Rudolph the special Rudolph magic um, food? Oh, what the Lapland UK decided to plant into every UK household. Well, we went we went to a Christmas fair the other day, and you could you could also get your your Rudolph yeah. food. It's messy. Messy. messy, yeah. I hear that the Rudolph, that the reindeer don't like it as much as just a very clean, simple carrot. Yeah, it's got to be a carrot. Come on, people, let's stop making things complicated. Well, let's see what William Hansen has to say, the Christmas etiquette expert. For the reindeers, a carrot. Peel the carrot and chop it up because they can be fed in dribs and drabs rather than one great big carrot. You know, it'll sustain them for their long journey over the evening. And for Father Christmas, leave out a mince pie and a sherry. And I can tell you personally that Father Christmas, he's told me this, likes a Montelado sherry. Lovely. <laughs> there you I've go. never had a Montelado sherry, well, ever. Maybe we're missing out. Maybe we should be having one of these, because they sound lovely. Next up. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I, I, we don't ever have sherry in the house. I t- isn't sherry just like wine that's gone off a bit that's what it tastes yes, like that's, that is exactly what I have in my head yeah that's what I thought it was oh never mind right Christmas trees okay what's it what, Christmas etiquette Christmas trees what are you saying what are your thoughts well listen I, I mean I, I understand why people get artificial trees but from an etiquette point of view about like whether it's proper it does feel like the etiquette should be you get a proper real tree Christmas trees. I, I agree with you. If it comes to an etiquette expert, I imagine what look, when I, when I when I think etiquette expert, I think someone that's worked for the Queen. That's what I think, and I know for a fact that the Queen is going to be. Well, I've been to Windsor Castle. I've seen her Christmas trees this year, and they're all real and they're all absolutely amazing. So uh, let's find out. Christmas trees. A real one looks so much nicer than an artificial one. It smells gorgeous. It looks gorgeous. It's much classier all round. And regardless of what tree you have, you can still make it look classy if you put on white lights as opposed to multicoloured lights. Multicoloured lights with multicoloured baubles, it looks ghastly. White lights, much simpler. And finally, don't have an upside-down Christmas tree. Don't have an upside-down Christmas tree is is a good tip, actually. Yeah. I think I'm on. I think I'm on board with most of what he says. Okay. I prefer white lights. Contrary to belief, you are. 
You are posh then. That's good. I mean, that's that's a no-brainer. Yeah. I think but old school is the best. I'm not posh enough. I'm not posh enough to use the word ghastly. Ghastly. <laughs> oh, it's ghastly. <laughs> I might start using that. Teddy, your behaviour is ghastly today. I think we need to use it more in conversation. I, I really like it. Yeah. Ghastly. It's even good to say. Jenny, this dinner is ghastly. Ghastly. <laughs> Honestly, oh, oh, that Trump you just did, Charlie. It's ghastly. Absolute ghastly. Yeah, we should do that. We should absolutely do this. How are you feeling today, Al? Oh, oh, hi, darling. Hi, Al. Um, uh, I'm feeling ghastly. Ghastly, Jen. Ghastly. Uh, right, final one. Oh, letters to Santa. Should we get the etiquette of letters to Santa? Yes. Writing your letters to Father Christmas. If you've been a naughty boy or girl this year, it's probably best not to mention it, because Father Christmas will probably know anyway, but if you mention it, then he'll definitely know. So just try and write it, and be as lovely and holier than thou in the letter. Write what you'd like in order of what you'd like, so the thing that you want the most at the top of the list, and make sure it's a proper handwritten letter, rather than tweeting him or writing on his Facebook wall. So there you go. There are the uh, the uh, the Chris- it's Christmas etiquette according to um, William Hansen, and I I kind of agree with with most of it. You know, I on, obviously I know the aqua bouquet you weren't keen on, but he did mention giving champagne. I inserted do the washing up, offer to do the washing up. Just hope that they've got a dishwasher. Um, but I I, th- I think that we've I think we're quite good with all that, really. Yeah, I I am on board. He's he's fluffed it up into a very flamboyant way not yeah, ghastly I'm with that. <laughs> yeah I mean, it, it wasn't ghastly it was, not, it was pretty good if he uh, but yeah I mean get in touch because if you've got any more Christmas etiquette hit us up on social media at the dad's nail or at JK Jason King We are going to bypass. In fact, I've got a lot to say this week. Maybe we'll just have to save a big catch up for January. Well, look, let's get, we'll, we'll do the Gary Barlow interview next. So let's get that on. This is when we chat to him. Um, myself and Kelly Brooke, who I do the radio show with on Heart. Uh, first up, we talked about, does the uh, the Barlow household have any Christmas traditions? Um, yeah, I mean, films, we do films and we, we eat a lot and now we drink a lot. Gary, <laughs> we have a debate going in the studio. So JK and I, uh, we have very different opinions on this. So I'd like your opinion. So we both have turkey on Christmas Day. I don't agree with Yorkshire puddings on a Christmas dinner. (laughs) However, JK loves a Yorkshire pudding. I don't think Yorkshire puddings belong on turkey. Why why not? There's no rules. Because it's for roast beef. However, it's not about us. It's about Gary. Gary, what do you think? Kelly, I I was always a fan of yours, but I'm sorry. This is completely wrong. Oh, he's a commoner. Yes, Gary. (laughs) Yorkshire puddings all the way. What, on Christmas Day? Of course. Yorkshire pudding. The more, the merrier. Throw something else in. Oh, don't. Gary, Not mint sauce. Mint sauce. No, no, no. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. No. No, that's with lamb. Gary, lamb. honestly, I'm opening a can don't of worms do here. Mint sauce. Don't, please. I will put mint sauce on anything. Okay, I've got one for you. Okay, I've go got on. one for you. Okay, Christmas pudding, right? Yeah. Cream or custard? Oh, cream. Brandy cream. Brandy cream. All right, you've trumped me there. I'd, I'd go custard all the way. Okay, I know we're going to ask this to Gary, but let's guess Gary's answer. What's Gary's favourite Christmas song? I oh. think I know. Mm. <laughs> I think Chris Rear, Driving Home for Christmas. No. Oh. I think it's 80s, and I think it may be Wham! Last Christmas. Yes! yes! Oh! I knew it! Yes! I knew it! 
Did someone you? tell you that? Yeah. Uh, I interviewed you five years ago and you told me then. But <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch this one, Gary. See, I oh, play to my advantage. I do love that. I do love that. Do you know what? I always wanted to be George Michael. Um, and I did meet him only twice. Um, but I love that song, Last Christmas. Fantastic. Gary, just just give us Last Christmas on the piano. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> Just a few little chords. Do you really want me to? Yes! Hang on, stay there. I need to take you to my piano. Come Sorry, we're moving oh. location, everyone. Can oh, I just... Say that again, say that again. Here we go, here we go. Piano. Oh, he's taking me to the piano. Look at this. Last Christmas I gave you my heart But the very next day you gave it away This year to save you from tears I gave it to someone special I must say, I do sit and play the piano, but no one listens. Dad, can you shut the... Uh, seriously, <laughs> I'm trying to watch Home Alone. <laughs> that is word for word what they say. Oh, I that, can't believe trouble. it. Oh, oh. I say to them, listen, kids, people pay to see this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless them. Oh. Have a lovely Christmas. Stay safe. Yorkshire puddings all the way. <laughs> <laughs> He's just such a lovely, all-round, warm sort of guy. You just feel so nice in his, you know, in his sort of presence. He's just such a lovely chap. And I know that Jen's a big fan, obviously. Yeah. Do you know what I find with, with celebrities? I, you can either, in my mind, this is obviously my personal opinion, you can, you can kind of compartmentalise them and or normalise them. Not all of them, that's, that's the point. But Gary Barlow, the way I normalise people is I try and imagine what they would be like as a dad. And Gary Barlow, I can picture him as a really nice, loving dad. Yeah, yeah. No, I know exactly. Whereas some, you're like... Oh, you must be horrible. <laughs> I've always said it, though. The ones that have got the talent are the nicest. It's the ones that have got no talent that think that they can be divas. I've worked in this industry for 30 years, and that's, honestly, that's the way it works. Genuinely, you know, I can get Bruno Mars coming into a studio who is the nicest guy on the planet, who knows your name, takes the effort, you know, all that sort of stuff. And then you yeah. can get a Gemma Collins that comes in, and, well, I don't need to say any more. <laughs> Right, so, oh, I forgot to tell you, I was asked to see the head teacher the other day and there was school. I, I was asked. Well, you were a naughty boy. Well, I was <laughs> ghastly. Um, I, well, I, as I walked into school, um, the head teacher, she said, oh, um, Jason, could I see you after you've dropped the kids off? I shat myself. I'm like, this is this is just, why <laughs> am I feeling, back. why am I feeling anxious? I you of those moments where your head teacher was like, Jason. I'm like, I'm just here after class. No, but I'm, this is this is this is terrifying. Um, so yes. Anyway, to cut long story short, she asked me to film the kids' nativity play, which since then I have done. But there is nothing more terrifying than the head teacher asking you to see her later. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't say I have had that experience. Actually, I have. When I was a teacher, I used to have that quite a lot. Thinking about it, and yeah, you're wondering what I'm going to say. What have I done wrong? What have I done? Why is it you, you assume you've done something wrong? I know. I know I've done nothing wrong. What is... I, I literally went back to when I was in school and I obviously probably had done something wrong. You know, and you get, yeah, oh, what is your, oh, what have I done? What have I done? Like, get a grip, man. Get a grip. You're, you're 46 years old. initial response? 
Um, she uh, said, okay. Jason, can I see you later on? In the okay, day? yeah, yeah, of course. I'll, ju- I'll just drop the kids off. Uh, I'll be straight or, over to see you. Straight away. It wasn't me. It, was, it wasn't it me. Was, it wasn't me. It was me. It wasn't me, honestly. It wasn't me. Um, and I, so then you recorded these 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 uh, nativities, and I know from first-hand experience of seeing your WhatsApps that it was not... It was not a small job. It was not a small job. No, no. It reminded um, me of that scene. When you sent that picture, it reminded me of the scene from the film Nativity where they end up in that derelict castle and the helicopter from LA comes in and they're like, oh, it's the angels and all these like like superstars from Hollywood jumping. That's what it reminded me of. That's what the kids were watching today, Nativity. This morning they were watching it. I was like, It's such a good film. I haven't seen all of it. I've only, I got to the part where I love it when they're, they're the... the, the um, the the boys are singing in like boy band style. I love that. I think that's great yeah. when they rip off their like uh, the the king's it's outfit. A very, it's a so good. Uh, right, let's let's quickly move. Let's Christmas. move on. Um, so let me let me give you the backstory to this. For, for me, Mister Christmas is Noddy Holder. All right, without him, he, without hearing him saying it's Christmas, it's not it's not Christmas until that happens. So I, I used to work with Noddy in in Manchester when I, and this, this was probably around about between 2000 and 2005. So we used to work together at the same radio station and me and my, my old mate Joe, Joel that I used to work with, we used to go out with him all the time. We used to have rather large evenings, lots of stories, him talking about Elvis and stuff like that. He was literally one of my favourite people to, to go out with. But there was one, this one time when it was the works Christmas do and Joel and I were responsible for something. And I'd, we'd never really brought it up since the incident happened. But then when I chatted to him a while ago, this is, this is from a while ago, he brought it up. So I'll explain more after you hear what he had to say. We would go to a pub, have some lunch or some breakfast. What about, what was it, about 11, something like that, Nod? Yeah, something like that, yeah. And what time would we leave usually? <laughs> Darkness had fallen by then. <laughs> it was... I do remember one time out drinking with you two uh, one day that um, uh, you you uh, you took me for lunch in the pub near the radio station and we ended up, I ended up, on the night, we, we went out for lunch, we had a drinking session in the afternoon, then in the night it was the radio station's Birth, um, Christmas party. Oh. So we went on to that Christmas party after our drinking spree, and I got put in a cab at about uh, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night. I got my own car, but the people at the party didn't know. But they put me in a car, and uh, for some reason, I ended up in Preston. Right, so he ended up in Preston. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> it carries on. So what happened was... Like he said, he he Noddy has a driver, and Noddy always gets picked up by his driver. That's it. That's just the way it works. So we didn't realise. So me and Joel, obviously, because Noddy is a OAP, were rather concerned for him. So we thought, oh, we better get him back, get him back home. Um, so we were like, right, Joel, we need to get him in a cab. Let's get him in a cab. Let's send him home. So I, I left Joel to do all that. We went back in the venue, and that was that. I get a call saying, where is he? I'm like, we put him in a cab about two hours ago. He, sh- he should be home by now. He's just like, well, he's not. What's going on? So Noddy lived on the outskirts of, of Manchester, Cheshire Way. Really, really nice part. A lot of footballers used to live that way. So from, from town, that should take probably, what, about 30 minutes. You know, that's it. Joel had put him in a cab to Preston. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> we sent him to Preston. We didn't know. Purely by hey, accident. So, so, I mean, there's not many people that can say... You sent Noddy 
to Preston. Oh, mate, that, those, that, that's the story that I can tell. <laughs> all, all, all at a Christmas party. All at a Christmas party, yeah. But the stories he's got to tell about, like, Elvis and... Oh, just... Mate, he they, they would blow you away. Absolutely blow you away. He talks about the time when um, Ozzy Osbourne... He, uh, I think they were going to Vegas or something like that, or I don't know what it was, but he basically said that Ozzy Osbourne got off the plane and started kneeling on the tarmac, and everyone thought that Ozzy Osbourne was just like kneeling on the ground going, oh, oh, we've landed safely, we've landed safely. He hadn't. What he'd done, he, apparently he'd seen a line of ants on the, on the, on the um, tarmac, and he snorted up a line of, a line of ants. <laughs> he snorted the ants. Jeez. Yeah. So, yeah, there it is. There it is. So um, yeah, that was the, that was the, the probably it was I think was that the last time that I properly saw him. No, it wasn't. I saw Noddy at the Pride of Britain Awards. That was the last time I saw him. But he's he's an amazing guy. I mean, I love him to bits. He's such a lovely, lovely guy. Such such a lovely guy. Um, and he and he just has a pay one paycheck every Christmas. Yeah, which is usually around about over half a million pounds. Which is uh, which is Christmas. Oh, actually, towards the end, I do. So with Noddy, you tr- you try. Everyone tries to get him to say it because obviously that's his calling call. So let me just see if I can find at the end of this interview. When somebody in the street doesn't shout, certainly every other day of the year, I get somebody shouting it. And the thing is, they all think they're the first person to have shouted it at me. Can we have an It's Christmas, please? <laughs> you can't have an It's Christmas. You have to pay for that. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> but he always he never does it. You've always got to pay for it. <laughs> love him, love him. How's, how's your week been? We've, we've had this like random Christmas episode. I haven't asked about how you, how you are. Oh, I'm okay. We, I'm tired because we thought we would go and get a puppy for Christmas. Yeah, I didn't like to say. Yeah, didn't. It works. So yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing on Christmas Day: picking up dog shit. <laughs> you actually look picking inside up dog tired. Shit and mopping up piss. <laughs> Happy Christmas! Merry Christmas! Thank you for listening. We'll be back in the new year. Until then, have a great one. Stay safe. Merry Christmas. <laughs>